Hello, Connect the podcast begins now. Your moment to update and analyze maritime and port infrastructure teams in Brazil and around the world. In each episode, we chat with experts about the services, products, and innovations that leverage the industry and developing countries and their people. After all, transport, energy, logistics, can you imagine a world without this? We neither. I am Melissa Dorado, commercial director at Wilson Sons. And I am Joanna Xiang, commercial representative at Wilson Sons. And you are invited to join us in this roundtable that connects market, industry, and technology professionals. Okay, so now today we're going to have a special guest here, direct from China. So Mr. Albert will join us to talk a little bit about fertilizer industry in Brazil and how the exports from China to Brazil works. Brazil is the one of the largest producing exports of agricultural commodities in the world. Soybeans, corn, coffee, cotton, products that need fertilizer for the health growth and development of the plants. On the other hand, China has one of the largest fertilized markets in the world. And how the consuming country and the producing country connect to each other. Just a matter of supplier and demand all have something in between. So the maritime industry can explain something about it. Today, the Connected Podcast brings two experts on these topics. Mr. Albert, Chattering Manager at Allied Harvest, a global company that provides fertilizer solutions to customers around the world. And we have a very special guest here, Kirsten Specialist at the Wilson Song, Mr. Jusla Schmitz. Hello, Albert. Thank you for accepting the invitation. Welcome to our podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm Albert. Hello, Elisio. Hello, Joanna. Thank you for inviting me. I'm glad to be here. Usla has been with us for quite a while by now, even though she's a young lady. How about you, Elisa? Welcome to Connect. Hello, everyone. I'm Ursula from Wilson Sons, Brazil. It's a pleasure to be part of this uh, roundtable, and I'm sure important subjects will be discussed here. Welcome. <laughs> Always a pleasure to have you with us. So, let's start with Mr. Albert. So, Mr. Albert, to contextualize our lesson, tell us a little bit more about the fertilized sector in China and how you understand the importance of the country uh, regarding the global fertilizer market supply. Thanks for your question, Eliseo. China export 24.86 million tons of fertilizer in 2022 with a cumulative export value of 11.47 billion US dollars. 83 million tons for urea, 12.44 million tons for ammonium sulfate, 3.58 million tons for DAP, and 2.01 million tons for MAP. Because of the domestic export restriction on legal inspection issues, Compared to 2021, total export value has small decline. After six years of rapid development, China's fertilizer industry has formed a complete system of supplement, production, and distribution. The Russia-Ukraine conflict has led to a spike in grain and fertilizer costs, and China has now become the world's largest producer, trader, and consumer of fertilizers. We are producing 25% of fertilizer in global market, and China has surpassed America to be the world's largest producer of nitrogen. Also, 
play a leader role in phosphate production. In general, China is an important part of global fertilizer market. Okay, thank you. You mentioned some interesting to us, but、uh, regarding the relationship between Brazil and China, it goes back to a long way back. How do you see both the historic evolution of the fertilizer trade between the two countries? I think the Ukraine war has some impact on that. But、uh, what are the main highlights and changes over these years? The trade between Brazil and China can trace back to a century ago. China has risen to Brazil's largest trading partner since 2009, while Brazil is China's largest、uh, leading grain exporter. China has also become Brazil's important fertilizer partner. In the past, Brazil mainly imports fertilizer from Europe. However, since the COVID-19, which began in 2020, most factories in Europe have gradually shut down. The production reduced heavily. This has led to an over shortage of fertilizer in Europe. Meanwhile, the world's demand for agricultural products was growing as never before due to the pandemic, leading to a great shortage of fertilizer products in Brazil. Brazil has to import more fertilizers from other countries in order to keep its crops growing. At that time, production in China factories did not stagnate as Europe, allowing Brazil to shift its demand from Europe to China. In the same year, Chinese fertilizer exports to Brazil increased sharply. Yeah, thank you for your answers, Mr. Albert. So,、uh, Ursula, you have been at Wilson Sons for more than twenty years, dedicating yourself to servicing fertilizer vessels. What's your view on the fertilizer market for the Chinese and the Brazilian economies? Yeah, I'm more than twenty years in Wilson Sons developing <laughs> this market, <laughs> and thanks God, it's improving. Ursula,、uh, maybe you join Wilson Sons as a minor. You are underage, probably. <laughs> yeah. Can be so. What we noticed from years ago, back 2012, fertilizer from China were not widely accepted by the Brazilian market. But over time, this scenario has changed both in terms of quality, because back we had some problems. The importers had some problems with the quality of the fertilizer. But nowadays, the quality is very good and improving more and more. And also connected to competitive prices. This is very important. And、uh, nowadays, the flow of Chinese、uh, fertilizers to Brazil is increasing year by year. And I believe it would be more if China did not impose restrictions on the export volumes, like、uh, Albert mentioned. Yeah. Brazil is the fourth largest、uh, consumer in、uh, fertilizer in the world, behind China, India, and the United States. Brazil imports an average of eighty percent of fertilizer. China supplies Brazil at an average of fourteen percent. Ammonium sulfate is the main fertilizer imported by Brazil, as I know, as we know.、Huh? Maybe the these、uh, uh, figures are not、uh, totally correct, like、uh, Albert mentioned, because、uh, we know that phosphates and the volume is very high. But I don't know exactly if the phosphates are in these restrictions of、uh, exports.、Huh? Nowadays, maybe this changed. So 
As we know, Chinese authorities imposed new restrictions on fertilizer exports due to concerns about uh, higher energy costs and food production, uh, a measure that uh, caused a global price shock. But this is back. But now we notice that these restrictions are already being reviewed by the Chinese government, but for seasonal times in order to grant supply for the domestic consumption. Maybe Albert can add some comments regarding this situation. So there is also the freight. Uh, in general, the ships are Panamax, larger ships that optimize the volumes of fertilizer and consequently more competitive freight rates. The ships usually return loaded with uh, grain to China. Uh, in this view, one of the important issue is the limited uh, factor of for ships. The Brazilian port restrictions to discharge this size of ships, especially draft and quay restrictions. However, the flow of the fertilizer imports from China is increasing and the Brazilian market will continue to supply from China's products. This is the picture I can see nowadays from the market. Okay, thank you for sharing those information, Ursula. That's very interesting. Uh, actually, uh, that's part of the reason we invited Albert for the conversation today. Uh, you know, in last year, in July, Aligned Harvest loaded the first bulk vessel. It's a Panamax, and the name is Miss Motor Vessel Red Marine with a dead weight uh, of more than 80,000 DWT. So, from Huanghua and China. So, Mr. Albert, today, Aligned Harvest provides uh, innovative and sustainable fertilizer solutions for the agricultural market. In your opinion, is Brazilian ports efficiency compatible with Aligned Harvest's operational strategies? So, what do you think Brazilian ports could improve in this regard? In 2022, Aligned Harvest exported around 1.3 million tons of fertilizer all over the world. Brazil is our main market. We built relation, good relationships with receivers in Brazil, and uh, our market share increased year by year. We are one of the four biggest suppliers. Regarding the port condition, honestly speaking, the Brazilian port condition is a huge problem for us. There is a huge shortage of stevedores resulting in heavy demerit costs. This is a problem that must be taken into consideration for Allied Harvest operational strategy because we have to consider the delivery date of the cargo. In general, this will bring us more pressure at the loading port because we have to ensure that the ship arrives at the loading, uh, discharging port in time and uh, the master must deliver the NOR in time. I think the most important part is that Brazilian port need to improve the discharging efficiency and improve the port dredging capacity. If it is possible to arrange a special terminal only for fertilizer vessels, that would be a perfect solution. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. How do you think for those problems that uh, Mr. Albert mentioned about the discharging efficiency in Brazilian ports and their terminal capacity? Yes, this is an issue that matters as several Brazilian ports are not able to birth and discharge fertilizer vessels as they are coming in larger Panamax size 
which do not match the restrictions of our ports. Um, so yeah, yeah. we have some ports that can receive them, but this limits the scope of supplying uh, customers that are uh, located in regions that do not have this port infrastructure. The ports we can mention here is uh, Santos, yeah. the terminal, it's yeah. efficient. Uh, mm -hmm. The TPD Ford in Tubarão. Uh, we can also consider the port of Asu, but it's not uh, located in the region that the importers uh, demand. Uh, as well as Salvador, we have the connection pier of the Tecon Salvador. This is the container terminal, but at this connection pier, it's possible to discharge uh, Panamax. And uh, we have been, uh, it's an important uh, option. And we were having operate the ships coming from China. I don't know if we yeah. already operated for Allied. I think not yet. And uh, we can also consider it a key, but uh, with limitations in all these ports. Uh, we always need to submit the particulars of the candidate uh, or the ship candidate for evaluation and technical approval. This is an imperative condition. Albert knows this uh, always when he has a candidate, he needs to submit it to us and then we go to the terminal and uh, submit to them and then they need to evaluate the technical approval. This sometimes takes time. And when we have also uh, the approval of uh, the product, when it's a new producer, they need some uh, different informations. And this takes some time. And always uh, we know Albert needs the reply urgently. And sometimes it's not yes. possible because the guys from the port, the, the terminal, uh, we need to take time with them and patient. <laughs> This is the scenario. Yeah, that's true. Just to continue in this uh, issue, solutions to receive and bear this size of ships can be dealt with the port authorities, but not always well succeed. I would mention here the recent largest, the vessel Affinity Diva. This yeah, it's also from Align the yes. Harvest. Yeah. A live stall uh, in the <laughs> uh, terminal, and uh, which uh, had an excellent performance. Uh, the vessel came, the first voyage, a beautiful vessel, yeah. birth, uh, discharged and went away and without any issues. This is the best uh, example we have. Yeah. So, um, last but not least, I have to mention the waiting time in the ports. This is what uh, Albert also is concerned about. Yeah, uh, This is always a big issue for the owners and mainly for the receivers because we have the demurrage uh, as a result. Generally, the waiting time at the ports increased during the second semester when the volume of fertilizer also increased due to the peak of imports during this uh, period, as the farmers need to supply to prepare the soil for the next grain crop. So this is always the second semester we face these situations. Nice, Ursula. Two things here. The first of one, we have to charge some merchandise from Tecon Salvador. You have to charge something from them. Yeah, I will. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's nice to see that it's, it's not just for a container. You have to explore another cargoes. 
Ursula, when it comes to agriculture, so there tends to be a safety valve when economy crisis hits the world. So the whole situation between Russia and Ukraine, we have a near with this scenario by now. How do you think, what are your thoughts about it? And that this scenario keep for a long term, do you think that is going to be any impact in the fertilizer trade for a, in the long term? What we notice is that the fertilizer market will continue to grow in the next few years. We had an atypical year in 2021 due to the Russian and Ukraine war, which has affected the whole market. In this first semester of uh, 21, everything was uncertain about uh, the fertilizer supply. The prices came to a very high level. And the traders and producers, mainly for potash, as Russia is the, the major supplier, huh? run to supply Brazil, but the farmers decide to apply less uh, fertilizer on their fields. Uh, with this situation, uh, the fertilizer stocks became high, but the forecast for this year is to come back to the scenario of 21 which was around 46 million tons of fertilizer commercialized in Brazil huh? uh, against uh, 41 million tons in 21. This means uh, about 30% less in 2021. The forecast, uh, Brazil will increase the production of grains year by year, and this is directly connected to the fertilizer application in the soil, which needs to the nutrients to produce a good crop. Uh, we note the Brazilian government wants to implement a fertilizer program to produce fertilizers locally. However, what we conclude from the market experts is that this will be in a long term to have the results. And even so, the import supply needs to increase as the forecast for grains is also increasing. So what we can conclude is that fertilizer imports will continue to grow. And uh, independent of the war, the importers are supplying their needs from other uh, origins. Of course, the potash is the key, but uh, we see Russia is sending products to Brazil. However, there are some uh, industries like Yara, they have sanctions and they cannot uh, buy from Russia. So they are having some problems to supply, but they are still looking for solutions and they are coming to them for this year. Okay, thank you. Mr. Robert, do you think that so? Do you believe that Brazil can become even more relevant to China as an important fertilizer due to the situation? You know, Russia is the world's largest exporter of fertilizers. Nitrogen, phosphorus, and potash are the top three global export products. The Russia-Ukraine conflict lead to sanctions on Russia's fertilizer exports, which will cause a huge gap in global supply of fertilizer and impact the global prices. In a way, this is good for China's export of fertilizer. We can foresee the fertilizer market in China will be more prosperous in the next few years. Brazil is one of the world's largest exporters and producers of grains with a huge demand of fertilizers. And more than 77% of Brazilian fertilizers need to rely on imports. China is one of the world's largest 
producers of fertilizer and also a major importer of fertilizer in Brazil. Under the premise of stable growth of Brazil's main agricultural production, the demand for fertilizer in Brazil will continue to grow in the future. This is undoubtedly the most favorable situation for China-Brazil fertilizer trade. Thank you. We hope to see more and more of vessels coming to Brazil. So, Ursula, back to you. Nowadays, Brazil has to import more than 80% of the fertilizer that they use in the agriculture here in Brazil. I know that Vale, in the past days, they had some initiatives to produce some of the, the fertilized ingredients here in Brazil. Do you think that in the following years, something will change or Brazil is still up to being important in fertilizer? Brazil will continue to be a big importer of fertilizer. The national production is yet uh, in force. Uh, they need to invest a lot. Maybe China companies can come and invest here, <laughs> but uh, they depend of uh, the gas to produce the nitrogen. And there are some uh, potash mines in, in study in the Amazon, but uh, they need to get the authorization by the environment. And uh, till a mine of uh, potash starts to produce, takes four to seven years. And then I don't see that this will change in a short time. Okay, fair enough. We can't export the grains, import the fertilizer. That's a global supply demand, how it works. Yes. Yeah. So thank you, everyone. Connect is coming to an end. We appreciate your presence, Mr. Albert and Ursula, and your contribution to the fertilizer market in Brazil and China. Thank you for your presence, Mr. Albert. It's always a very good to talk to someone from China to see your perspective. You know, it's different here in Brazil. Even though you have an office there, we exchange a lot of information with Joanna, but it's always welcome to see another perspective to see how the things are dealt in the other side of the world. So thank you very much for your participation here. You can share your final thoughts with us. Uh, thank you, everyone. Thank you for inviting me again. Thank you. Bye-bye. This for sure was a nice experience for me. And I'm very happy for the participation and also would like to say that I'm open to assisting with any other issues regarding the theme we discussed here. And uh, it was a pleasure, Albert, to have you here. And you, you, you know, Albert, Ursula here in Brazil is like the encyclopedia for fertilizers. <laughs> uh, yeah, she is. Yeah. 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 yeah, She's a reference. She's a milestone here in Brazil for the market. We are more than glad to have her with our team here for for so long time. We expect to keep with her for a long time to go. So I expect yeah, to. Yeah. <laughs> Ursula is our milestone and Align the Harvest in China is a, a leading, a new star. Exactly. <laughs> so we have some, we have some new inspiration today. Yeah. And thank you so much, Albert, for your confidence in our work here in Brazil. Okay. <laughs> thank you, Ursula. Thank, thank you, you, Albert. Uh, Connect comes to the end. Thank you for your company. I'm Elise Dorado. I'm Joanna Xiang, and we are waiting for you on the next episode to talk about a new topic of maritime infrastructure in Brazil and the world. Until then, bye-bye.